This podcast is intended for mature audiences. It also contains two British people talking about sex. Hey, Chris. Yeah? Are you ready to pay true allegiance? Oh, pay to your allegiance by reciting some pre-written words or something. Oh, we're going to get to that in tea. Let's go. Hello. Hello, and welcome to Teabags and Joysticks. I'm Sai. I'm Chris, and we're How the Kinky we, Video Game Podcast. We are the Kinky... I got this in the wrong order. <laughs> it's unusual it's me that fucks it up. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? Nothing. I don't fuck it up. <laughs> don't fuck it up. So, what are we talking about this week, Chris? Oh, we're talking about dating apps. We are. We have a guest on the show a little later. We're talking to Louise, and mm-hmm. we are looking at various different dating apps from various different perspectives. Yes, and for all different reasons as well, it seems. Yeah, we kind of got into it. Mm. But uh, before we get to that, what's the tea, Chris? Oh, the tea that I am bringing you some research from some scientists in China who claim that drinking coca-cola and pepsi-cola may increase your testicle size hold on what <laughs> run this one past me again um the 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 byline says researchers claim study demonstrated a high dose of pepsi or coca-cola could promote testis growth and development huh okay i d- how is there any more context to this, or just? Oh, they um, some some researchers at the Northwest Binzhou University in China have published in a scientific journal to say, you know, Coca Cola and Pepsi may have an increase in testicle size. They have done some animal testing on male mice, and apparently that's their hypothesis, their their conclusion. Okay, so cokes all round. Uh, we we also we should also say you know uh, there are other research published that have that had the like kind of opposite uh, <laughs> suggestion that um, these fizzy drinks don't act, <laughs> will, will have like little correlation if not you know uh, yeah I'd be a bit de- more inclined reduction in those. fertility yeah. Yeah, and needless but to say, but I thought too- you were going to say research shows that other brands are available, which is why I was <laughs> laughing my ass off. <laughs> like how very BBC of us, you know. <laughs> of course, we also have to acknowledge that you know, uh, drinking sugary drinks will lead to obesity, cardiovascular diseases, and type two no. diabetes. So don't don't mm. do don't do the whole thing about. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt a little bit here and go, they will not lead to, they are fine in moderation with a healthy diet. Like, I'm sorry. I'm I'm on a little bit of a health kick at the moment, and I'm really freaking tired of this whole, oh, you shouldn't eat carbs, you shouldn't eat this, that, you shouldn't, everything is fine in moderation. Yes. Everything you eat, if you eat too much, will have the potential to kill you. 
Exactly. Stick too much fucking dick in your mouth. That can kill you as well because you fucking choke. You know, it's all about moderation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I really have to moderate on that one? <laughs> I'm just being grumpy, okay? <laughs> that sounds like a difficult one to give up. <laughs> but so, yeah, that that is tea. That is tea. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't really have anything to add to it beyond that rant. No. Yeah, it seems fine. like pseudoscience bullshit. Exactly. Except it was published in a proper scientific journal. That, that was all. Wait, which art- which journal was it published in? So it was published in Actor Endocrinal. I don't know what that is. Like, it's... Okay. Mm. When you say it was published in a journal... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to badmouth anyone. It's just like, there are other journals out there I would trust findings that speak very much to the opposite being published far before I would trust that particular one. Exactly. You know, don't get I me mean, wrong. Yeah, I'm sure good work goes on. Just hmm. <laughs> like to be fair, I have been saying like throughout this team, I'm like, I don't really trust this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your tea? Oh, my my tea is this whole thing with King Charles's uh, ascension to the throne, okay, coronation, however we want to call it. Yes. So. The thing that I'm kind of sat there going, what the fuck, is that people have been invited to swear to pay true allegiance to the king and that it will be voluntary and have no consequence for people that decline to take part. Why the fuck are we Americanizing the monarchy? I don't know. We have... Well, we have never... Well, I have never done this before. I don't know what... Exactly. And this is exactly my point. This is... This used to be a thing. It used to be a thing. You pledged to queen and country and everything else. And, you know, it's a very, in my opinion, outmoded way of looking at it. I'm not the biggest royalist, as people may may very quickly work out. But it's just like, it strikes me as so... I don't even know. Like, tone deaf doesn't feel like the right wording. It just seems so weird. Like, this doesn't feel like a thing that we really do as a culture anymore. I don't know, because if you think about it, like, when the UK naturalises anyone from a foreign country to give them British citizenship, they are required to swear allegiance. I mean, yeah, but I I find that even strange. (laughs) It's always a weird thing to me whenever we start talking about monarchy in England, because... I really don't give a shit either way. Mm. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I was sad when when Her Majesty passed, but that was more like this is a figure that had been around for the entirety of my life in some way, shape, or form. It wasn't necessarily a deep love for her. It was just, oh damn, like that's a major part of British life that just got upended. Mm-hmm. The whole thing of like, oh, we're going to have King Charles and we're all going to pledge allegiance, etc. It just feels weird. I don't know. I just felt like this was a thing that was that has been done for like, like for forever. And just because we have had the Queen for the last what seventy odd years, and none of us has ever 
thought about pledging allegiance, and I think that was that was the only thing. Yeah, I, and that, okay, I will also say that I'm aware that certain branches of military, I think the Navy is uh, probably the main one that comes to mind. Mm. Um, they do the whole like pledging allegiance to the monarchy, etc. Yeah. But as the average British guy on the street, it's just one of those things that's such a foreign concept. And oh, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. It just makes me think of the whole American pledging allegiance thing that's just like, it, it just feels odd. I don't know. Like, yeah, general members of the public definitely don't really do that thing. Right? Yeah, like, obviously, MPs do it. Um, kind of makes sense in yeah exactly the whole tradition of how parliament came to be and there's layers and layers of tradition in there mm. yeah i think that's the thing with this like it doesn't to me it doesn't feel like tradition but it could just be the fact that this has never happened before i don't know it's just feeling weird yeah exactly <laughs> i i yeah it is weird but not unexpected to me when when they say such a thing, like the whole transition of monarchy thing, yeah, none of this I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. So no, no, and that's you fair. know, I think for me it's more okay. So had this been a thing where it was televised, and I'm going to use the word congregation for want of better terminology, mm. and the congregation were invited to pledge to the king. And that was televised, and, you know, there was kind of this unspoken invite to the world that was watching. I wouldn't find it odd. It's the fact that it's been publicised as a thing ahead of time. That's the bit that I think is making me feel a little bit like this just feels weird. Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't particularly have a particularly strong feeling about that. That's fair. I, I don't. It was just one of those things that it was like it was in the news in the last last day or so, and it was just like it just caught my eye, you know. Yeah, I, I yeah, it caught my eye. I just thought, oh yeah, this is another thing I can just ignore. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, with that, we shall just ignore the tea then. Yay! <laughs> shall we move on to someone that we shouldn't ignore? Louise. Yeah. So, we are joined by the ever-charming and ever-trouble-causing uh, Louise. How are you, Louise? Hey. I'm amazing, Sai. Lovely to be um, <laughs> on this podcast of yours. And uh, hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so, just quickly for our listeners, do you want to, to, to introduce yourself, sort of who you are, sort of pronouns, etc.? So uh, I'm Louise, I'm she, her, I am your local whore from next door, lol, joke, um, I am <laughs> just your, your standard bisexual woman, desperate for attention, awesome joking, um, <laughs> no, yeah, just uh, known so for a little while and uh, really, really interested in matters, all things LGBT, particularly around bisexuality and feminism related uh so yeah just excited to to uh, pick your brains and see what happens for the rest of this uh 
podcast. <laughs> that sounds no, awesome. It does, right? <laughs> and like one of the reasons I was keen to get you on is because you have a very different view of some topics to what we do. Because, you, like you say, you're a bisexual woman. That's something that you know neither of us can really talk to. And can't relate to being a bisexual woman. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bit far, yeah, bit, bit far from my own experience, gotta say. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll teach me plenty as well. <laughs> no, so this week we are talking about dating apps, hookup apps. Mm-hmm. Should we should we just say the apps because they all seem to market themselves as oh we're the ones to get you a date, and let's be honest, no one uses them that way. <laughs> no. To be fair, actually, I think it was the gays that pioneered dating apps. I think, oh, absolutely, without yeah. a doubt, yeah, or, or got them off the ground. Like you had things like I'm trying to think of when I was a kid, and you had like Match.com. Um, mm-hmm. I think Plenty of Fish is popular Plenty with the lesbians. Yeah, I will yeah, say. Um, but Grinder was always we had we had a lesbian equivalent called Brenda, but um, she. She's not particularly well known from. I don't think she lasts very long. <laughs> God knows why. She, she's no uh, longer with us. <laughs> she's no longer. She 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 probably U hauled and she settled down. <laughs> okay then. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, Grinder started off, didn't it? I think you are probably yeah. right because I'm well. Yeah. Actually, well, no, yeah. I think Grinder made it into the app platform. Which I'm just just kind of disgusted with myself in here because, like, I just looked up at when Grinder came out. Anyone mm-hmm. want to have a guess? Grinder. Well, before we uh, do, before we guess the date, have you heard of a thing called Gaydar? I have, yes, and I was yeah. going to mention yeah. Gaydar after this because that's where I started. Because I, because I, that's when I started. I had a Gaydar account. <laughs> yep. But I believe gay. So I get. I believe gaydar was probably an early two thousands thing. And if gaydar that was, early. if that was cut, and if it was, it was like early two thousands or mid, I think it came about in the early two thousands. Mm. I think it got we were using it in the mid. mid. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Which I would suggest, which would mean if 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 Grindr came off the back of that as probably one of the first dating apps that was legitimately used. <laughs> Probably, I'd, I'd say maybe, maybe twenty ten. Is my guess. You're not far off. You're not far off, Chris. All right, Chris, go on. I, I I remember I remember Stephen Fry talking about it on on Top Gear with Jeremy Clarkson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I distinctly remember that. <laughs> yep, because I think that was when when that, anyone was who probably... wasn't in the community suddenly became aware of these things. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's when everyone became part of the community. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the gay agenda yeah. as delivered by Stephen Fry. <laughs> <laughs> I was I already at uni at that time? Probably, yeah. So probably Yeah, probably two thousand and nine. Two thousand and nine. Yeah. Ah damn. <sighs> yeah, March two thousand and nine. So it's just, wow. just like that makes me feel old because <laughs> yeah, I remember having time. one of the early iPhones with Grinder on there like just trying not to let the notification sound too often etc because <laughs> I was fully out by that point 
But uh-huh. like the whole thing of like getting into that sort of space, etc., like terrified me. See, the thing is, it's like grind, like so. Grinder was the thing the gay guys did when I was at uni. It was very, mm. it was it was a a thing for for them. And when <laughs> I when I was at uni the first time round, lesbians still met the traditional way in lesbian bars. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> you. Okay, so here's a thing. No, no, but here's a genuine question. Have dating apps ruined, like, hookups and culture in that sense? Because, like, how often do you actually pick someone I... up in a bar, etc. these days? Yeah, but the question is, is so so from, from my, so to give you context around my experience around dating apps, um, I had Tinder back in 2013 for, like, three days. Okay. Mm. And I had 350 matches in three days and I was overwhelmed and I was like, this, I saw more cocks than I would ever care to see for the rest of my life. It was it was horrific. <laughs> uh, <laughs> back then you couldn't set whether you were gay or straight. It's just like, if you're a woman, you have to be straight. If you're a man, you have to be yeah. straight. I don't know. It was, it was yeah. again, yeah. back in those days and I, and I wasn't particularly fond of it. So that put me off. And then the only reason I got back into dating apps is when I came, you know, COVID times happened. And then coming out of it, being single, you know, but we were still, we weren't still, this was back in like 2021, 21, 22, yeah. when we were still sort okay. of in and out of COVID, yeah, yeah. you know, fire breaks yeah. here and there. So how else are you going to meet people? Because you're not going to clubs, you're not going to bars, and I'm not going to date anyone I work with, because that's weird. <laughs> I, i've done it like no 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 judgment i've been there done that multiple times it took me a few mm. times to learn the lesson the lesson has now been learnt. i'm not doing that anymore <laughs> no yes yeah, so how else fair. do you meet people uh, at the apps are a good yeah. you know when you're in your 30 when you're in when you're in your early 20s yeah club's fine but when you're in your early 30s like do you really want to be meeting someone that's spending their saturday nights on the you know in the club i don't know what do you think uh, depends on what, what kind of clubs um, for, yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it depends. Like, are we talking the Eagle? Because, yeah, please, yeah. Please, hello. Um... Yeah, if, if it's a gener- <laughs> generic bar, then yeah, probably not really. Yeah, pretty pretty much. It's just like, if, we, if we're talking a leather bar, then, yeah, like, like, am I too old to say hello, Daddy? Like, I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> I think this is where we, we, we come back full circle to the question that you asked us about hookups. Hmm. Mm. And in the relation to hookups, what it, dep- it all depends on what you're using the app for, doesn't it? Because like, so for me personally, I had no intention of ever using a dating app for a hookup. I was only I was looking for anything, you know, a relationship or nothing or anything in between. That's what mm. I would say. But realistically, I was looking for either friendship or a relationship and nothing in the middle. Okay. Because okay. I don't so, think I've so, ever used Grinder with pure intentions. <laughs> As much really? as I've sat there Never. and gone, well, no. As much as I, as much as I've sat there and I've gone, I don't want to do hookups anymore. I want to find myself a cute, cute guy, and I want to settle down. I want to have the white picket fence, like, because I was that gay once upon a time. But like, believe it or not, <laughs> but like, I don't think even then I was being realistic with myself. Like, if a guy rolled into my inbox and went, "Hey, want a shag? I can host." Like. I know what me in my twenties was like. Let's put it that way. <laughs> mm. What about you, Chris? Like, what do you think? For for me, like my like my kind of ideal dates or, or hookups, like they take 
a long time to set up, basically, mm. for, for me. Because <laughs> it involves all kinds of, like, elaborate play. So, like, the, the whole immediate grinder thing doesn't really work for me. Like, I can't go to someone's place and play, like, within 30 minutes of talking to them, basically. I feel okay. very attacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to what? be fair, no, to be fair, to be fair, the last time that I know you, of you meeting with a guy in probably under a week, like, I'm still mm-hmm. here five years later. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you're the biggest lesbian of them all, basically. <laughs> okay, you can say, you can say that. <laughs> I mean, you can say that, but at the same time, like, uh, I would say the it's the same for a lot of kinky guys. Like they they have the kind of experience of taking ages and ages to set up the play. I, I, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. To be fair, like you're not wrong. Um, I've definitely had quick sessions, and and to be honest, like quick sessions where where you sort of get straight into the action. Like, I've got burnt by that a couple of times where it's just like, okay, it's either been, like, just not a good session or, like, something's mm. gone wrong because, like, one or both parties weren't fully prepared, etc. So, yeah, like, I get that. It's... That said, that's still not going to stop me being a bit of a tart on a Friday night, so... <laughs> See, that's the funny thing. It's That's that's a world for, away from me because, like, I've had one-night stands with men and women... Mm-hmm. You know, from a night out, like the last time I slept with a woman was a one night stand, but it, mm. but I also happened to know her, so it was different. It was okay, yeah, yeah. And I think when I think about it, I haven't had a one night stand where I didn't know the person since I was in my early twenties, and I'm now in my thirties. So that gives you context of how long it's been. Where, you know, I've this particular individual I'd lusted over for years, <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> and then. You know, we happened to be on a night out and it was her birthday and she was single. And I was just like, FYI, I've always found you attractive. And that was all I needed to say. <laughs> mm, <okay. laughs> I, it could have been more, but I moved I moved to a different city like two months after and, and she knew I was going. So nothing was ever going to come of it beyond what, what we had. But But it was really lovely, even in the moment. It was really, it was like there was no expectation. And, and it's funny. I think. I think maybe. Maybe with women, or I don't know. Maybe in my ex- not even with women, but I think maybe in my experience, sex seems to be a lot more vanilla than perhaps what you guys do. Like, um, mm, that's know, fine. Where I'm still defining who's top and who's bottom. <laughs> where- I mean, as a burst guy, I'm doing that regularly. But like, but I'm also <laughs> sat here as you're going. Oh, it's it's been however many years. I'm sat there going, it's it's been ten days. <laughs> 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 you know. <laughs> It's just like the like the 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 thing is like I was the like early mid twenties dom that can't host like t- top sort of I was that fucking gay you know and yeah. then it's just like now I'm in my thirties and I can host etc it's just like I think I'm probably having more sex now than I was in my twenties which is terrifying to me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I I feel like my sex has matured like as in I've I, it's gotten better like when when I was like you know in my early 20s it was more just I don't know I feel like it was more like the thrill of being wanted or being mm. attracted being desired that was a mm. that was like something that 
really turned me on. And that's, I think, where I sort of learned that I was a sub was through being desperate to, whether I'd known them for five minutes or I'd known them for five years, like whatever it was, um, it was always about trying to please them and make them have a good time. Yeah. And like, and now I realize, as okay. with, with maturity and age, I realize that that's a, a sub thing, that that's what I care about. But mm. just because I'm a sub doesn't necessarily mean I can't enjoy myself and have a good time as well. And that's, and it's learning to have the confidence to tell your partner what you want, which mm-hmm. being a bisexual person who primarily slept with men until I hit my 20s, that was something that I wasn't very comfortable doing. And then being with women, that mm. then becomes much easier to do. Uh, okay. because right. because they're telling you what you what you want whether or not you want to do it <laughs> and and then you, and then it, but then it turns out you love it all and 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 then and then you really then you learn what you want because <laughs> because you're down to the technique <laughs> so i'm curious then is that the it's a case of like the way that you use apps the way that you hook up etc has changed as you've got older because you've matured and you understand yourself more or is it that you've come in to understand like the whole dom sub thing and where you fit with that as like you've come to understand the kink side of it and that's what's influenced do you see what i mean i think it's a lovely segue you've done because we did go off track <laughs> but um <laughs> i to be perfectly <laughs> so well done well done bring it back to the apps um, <laughs> so obviously i never used apps until i was mature anyway because i i I briefly touched on it when i was in my early 20s and i was terrified because i just saw lots of cocks i didn't want to see and didn't ask for (laughs) and you know you hit your 30s and you're like i'll I'll take what i can get i'm joking Um, (laughs) 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 but like i think it's more uh, talking about the confidence side of things knowing what you want or what you're looking for what you're up for having Mm. And then, then going on to the scene. And what you're for having up you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's the thing. It's, it's as long as you know what you're comfortable with, and, oh, and yeah. you're strong enough in yourself to say, like, if you if you're not up for something, you can say, no, that's not what I'm looking for. Um, yep. But when you're yeah. younger, you might just yeah. be like, oh, well, maybe I might like it, and I'll try it. And it's just like you get to a certain age where you're like no that that's either me or it's not me yeah and that's the thing like if you're unsure you need to sort of push back and go hey i don't want to do this or i'm not sure i'm comfortable to do that yet let me go away and think about it and and especially with Mm -hmm. kink side of things like any good dom is going to be like okay that's fine like we'll we'll leave this we'll do this another time because i mean a good dom sub dynamic you're ideally going to meet up more than once because you're going to build that connection. You're going to build that bridge, etc. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But Chris, I know also, like, I'm saying, I'm saying all this, and I know that you're saying about sort of longer messaging, etc. I know you're not a fan of a lot of the apps. Like, I know you really I... don't like Grinder. Like, you you really don't like the instant apps. I don't think. No, I, I really don't like the the whole whole idea of oh yeah we're 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 going to chat now and we, we are going to basically have sex in one hour. Mm. <laughs> that kind of thing. Like it's not like I'm against the idea. Like sometimes I might want it when I'm staying staying over in a hotel room in a city somewhere somewhere else. 
like on my own, like, well, I, I just want something to do tonight, you know, <laughs> or someone, <laughs> or someone. Yeah. No, I, what is it about hotels? Seriously, like, isn't like I don't, Louise. I don't know if you've had this experience, like, but what is it about hotels that, like, you get there, you have a night to kill, sort of thing. You do hmm. one of two things, or sometimes you do both. You become the biggest porn star going and find every mirror and every fucking selfie angle and everything that shows because <laughs> the lighting in hotels, I don't know what it is. I'm I am more and more convinced with every hotel that I stay in that hotel designers are kinky fuckers because every room is sat, <laughs> set up for it. The last one I was in, it took, it took me way too long to realize there was a mirror at the foot of the bed for having sex, and there was a mirror strategically positioned that if you sat on the bed, you could see straight into that shower. More and more convinced every time, but that's a whole aside <laughs> side thing. Like it's always like you either t- turn into the biggest porn star taking photos, or you jump on the apps and you're looking for something there and then if you're single, or mm-hmm. if you're able to do it. I think with hotel rooms specifically, it's because they're clean and. You know what I mean? Like, it, no matter what mess you do, you don't have to deal with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's fair. So I, mm. I know that sounds like just saying, I don't do that often. <laughs> you know what? Like, you know, I'm not going to dig myself whole. But, um, but yeah, that's a major thing, isn't it? It's that, like, no matter what you do, you could, you know, you could take it from the shower into the bathroom, on the desk, whatever. And ultimately, mm. it doesn't matter because you're not the one cleaning up afterwards. It's it's totally guilt-free, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like nat- it's like naturally tidy. You don't have to like tidy around your house before you, you let someone in. <laughs> I feel like a real, I feel like a proper th- person in my 30s talking about, I want to do kinky stuff in a hotel room because I don't have to clean up afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> But to be fair, this is why most people like like get to a certain point and go, "I'm going to have a playroom," because they they make it like wipeable surfaces and everything, so you can clean up quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like, there's something about hotels that just it brings out the slut in me. I'm sorry, it really does. <laughs> Doesn't Keep matter where I am. <laughs> No, but you know, a lot of your like normal, you know, nighttime entertainment is not going to be there because you're traveling. Mm-hmm. Ah! Ah! I'm sorry. <laughs> My, so sorry what have pro- I said wrong? Because no, no, because you see, here's the problem. Because I also know what I'm like at the moment, and I'm definitely going through a bit of a phase at the moment. I know this. My normal nighttime entertainment is grinder. <laughs> 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 and that's how he's brought us back to topic. Well done. Yay. <laughs> I was going to say we've mentioned Grinder. We've mm-hmm. talked a lot about Grinder. I've mentioned Tinder briefly. So, Chris, what other dating apps have you used, and what's your opinion of them generally? I mean, the the the, the most that I use right now, well, uh, for forever really, is Recon. Uh, recon. Um, yep, yeah, recon. Um, a lot of well, basically, fetish guys would be familiar with recon. I, I would think. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for for Re- guys looking for other fet- Re- guys Re- into fetish. I would say masculine um, presenting more than guys, but yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's not a lesbian thing, no. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, the the only no, one that I know not, of yeah. for lesbians would be um, FetLife. Her, maybe. Oh, it's her one as well. I didn't know her was kinky. Anyway, so so recon. What else? Um, and and that and grinder. Uh, use gruff a little bit. Uh, okay, back to let's go back to recon. Right, recon has it's not great at the moment, honestly. Is it not? No. Okay, so tell me why. So what what brought you to it in the first place? Because it was just the thing that everybody everybody used um, on the on the scene. Like when when I went to went to went to fetish clubs and like everybody was well looking for looking for dates on that app. Um, so yeah, that, that's just what everybody used. Um, but yeah, the the app is kind of wasn't in, in a great state for quite a long time. Like it wasn't sending out any notifications whatsoever for quite a for years it wasn't sending out notifications like what's the point of this app if i actually need to go into the app to check for messages yeah it was just kind of the default yeah, wasn't it, it? it's just like if you wanted vanilla stuff you went to grinder and if you wanted kinky stuff as a guy you went to recon although we so met funny. through recon so we did we did oh there you go and then and then recon broke <laughs> <laughs> to be fair i think recon was still broken when we met there it just happened we were on at the same time is that how you met <laughs> it broke i think we you should think never have told the story <laughs> i can't remember if we've ever actually told the full we, story we told Chris. a story yeah? we told a story yeah i don't know. i think we did no i mean the very brief version is they added chastity and i happened to search it really early on and chris was one of the few guys on there so <laughs> So all in all, this podcast would not exist. Yeah, this podcast would not exist without Recon. Uh, <laughs> I know um, a lot of European kinky guys use Planet Romeo. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, on 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 the continent, I think they they use Planet Romeo a lot. Interesting. I've never actually looked. At, I've heard of it. I've never actually looked into that one. At least that was the case a, a few years ago. I don't know if it's still the case. Mm. I discovered the other day that Gaydar was still on the go. Or, well, I'm saying the other day. This is going back a few months. It might have gone off by now, but it was still on the go. Um, yeah, Gaydar is still about. Gruff is probably still about, I would Scruff's think. Scruff still around. Because I've got Scruff, Scruff on my phone. Yeah, not Gruff. Not Gruff. <laughs> like, I'm a big old daddy bear. Like I can't, It's kind of mandatory for me to have Scruff on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Louise? It's like what, I, I, what other ones have we missed? I don't know. Yeah. I was just to say, on the my, my Gaydar account should still exist because I didn't take it off, but it will be pictures of me. I think the last time I used it was when I was like eighteen. Oh, it should be so it might funny have been to go back and now. see. It might I don't know because I still now. have friends on Instagram who I met through Gaydar. Right, but uh, GDPR, yeah, they may have deleted just, it, was... it as no longer relevant. Oh, man. Yeah. Ah, just, just for like a... It's like, like MySpace, isn't it? It's like a time capsule. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost yeah. of days past, you know? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, using dating apps as a weird time capsule. That's, that's just 
<laughs> oh, I don't know how I feel this about that. Weird now. Right. Oh, no, I don't know how I feel about that. That's the cool thing about websites, though. It's the permanence of websites. You know, it's it's like people are yeah. less likely to delete an account on a website. It'll just it'll just lie dormant for decades. Whereas like an app, you'll delete an app, you'll close. Mm. Like, you know, I've met, you know, as a monogamous person, I meet the person who I want to be with. So or who I'm with at the moment. So I'm going to delete the app. And then if I find myself single in a year's time, I'll create a new account. You know, <laughs> well, you that's, see, that's how. Me, because <laughs> even, even when I was monogamous, I don't think I ever deleted my accounts. I think the only reason yeah. I ever got new accounts is I managed to forget the password when I changed phones. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, I, I, I always do that. I always, um, like, uh, I like to, because you can close the account and then you can reopen against the same email address and it will still have mm. all the content that you've had before. Yeah. So yeah. technically I could go, you know, um, so I'm in a relationship now, but I I could re-download Hinge and against my old email address, and I'm sure all my pictures and all my hilarious responses to all the prompts will still be there. <laughs> it, do you not find it interesting to see how different apps have kind of dropped away over the years as well? So I, I remember Hornet used to be a really big thing, and nowadays uh, like it still exists, oh God, but you don't I've, really hear about it, I've right? Got... Yeah, I forgot. Um, I'm trying to think what the other ones were. There's um, Blued was a thing for a while. Um, but I don't think that got much traction here in the UK. Mm. The reason that I knew about it is uh, one it. of my friends told me it was quite big in Asia. And I was just like, what is this all about? Logged, logged in. And it's just like, oh, okay, there's a few people on here that aren't, aren't anywhere else. Well, you know, I'll have, I'll have a look on there for a bit. Um, I looked for that one the other day. That one's gone because I, I kind of went on a tour of like which ones are still out there. Um, there's, I also found there's a polyamory one. There's a polyamory dating app now, which is really okay. Cool. okay. It's called but for you to like. So what? That's, that's each polycule have a profile. Polycule yeah. is that. Is that um, how it works? Yeah, oh, okay. pretty much. So polycule is a group of polyamorous people in a relationship, um, sort okay. of interconnected. They, some may play with each other, some may not, etc. Um, so like the, it's this app called Field, F-E-E-L-D, and you can make an account mm. on there of you and your partner and you're looking for a third or whatever. Uh, and mm. you, it's actually got really, really good filters. So you can set it like I'm looking for trans mask, I'm looking for non-binary, I'm looking for they, them, I'm looking for uh, like he, him, etc. Like you can really sort of put in what it is that you're looking for and it will adjust like who it shows you. And then otherwise it kind of works akin to Tinder. But when you come across um, like a poly couple or whatever, at the bottom of one profile, it will link to the other. And like most people on the air will say, just like, well, I'm looking with my partner. I'm looking solo as well or whatever. So you can just kind of like mm. go in and go, okay, well, he's he's definitely my type. It's like, is he, is he looking like on his own? Is he looking with his partner? And you, like you'll go to the partner and they're like, okay, yeah, they're looking together. And unfortunately, like they're not really my thing, but, you know, oh, well, like move on, you know. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's... 
mean, the word of polyamory is still like kind of alien to me. Like, I, it, it's I, I know people who are in open relationships, but mm-hmm. they're not polyamorous, yep. and there is yep. a distinct difference. So there is, yeah, the amory, the love portion is with their partner, but mm-hmm. or their their person, but um, they can have sex with other people either together or separately because yep. they see sex as they, they detach sex from love which a yeah. lot of people do um, or oh, yeah. like you can have it's, it's a part of love or it can be a separate thing that people do um, but an app specifically for it and, and then with that level of detail of looking for a specific type of person it's weird as a bi person I find it all very alienating <laughs> really really why i don't know i don't know i don't know it's really bizarre it's like i'm looking for a trans mask person or i don't i don't know it just mm. seems like it's like it's so specific that it alienates a lot of people i i don't know like again as a bi person i'm like i'm looking for everyone you see, it, well, it's that, one that, of those... that can be an option as well right yeah as anyone far as I'm that's aware, like a five be. or above i will take <laughs> Oh, Do they have that on the app? The no, let's not get into the rating <laughs> thing. Because I, I really don't like that about modern society, but that's a uh. whole thing. Um, no, but like, I think it's more... All the options are there. Well, I say all the options. A very broad amount of options are there for you to choose as the sort of... I am male, he, him. I am trans mask, he, him, they. I am gender non-conforming and so on and so forth you know and then mm-hmm. it's just kind of mm-hmm. within that because all of those things are there they've then also when you go to the filters you can choose from all of those things equally as well so i i don't know i i looked at it and went it's really nice to see that level of representation you know i agree but i can with see that how portion, it could be yeah, off-putting sure. like people can, can you just be oh like there's too many options I yeah i mean there's the, there is a sort of open to everything option sort of thing. So, what I think would be really interesting for an app to develop as like a, a concept and idea would be like to maybe like fill in a maybe like a questionnaire or whatever, but to get to know a person without knowing their gender identity, yeah, or their sexuality or anything. Okay. I would love to know how many secret gays exist. Uh, mm. or, or how many secret lesbians that they don't know because there are because particularly or, or, or obviously in, in, in the bisexual community because you have you can have bi you can be bisexual uh, and have a preference against sexuality or and then have a preference against romanticism like for example yep. asexual people can be aromantic or not. And what would be really interesting would be to know who are you. So again, as as maybe someone that's more focused on the romantic side, like I I mm. I'm, I would say I'm demi, but I like to emotionally connect with my partner before I'd have sex with them or do mm. anything like that these days. All right. Generally. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, and so it would be interesting to know if if you if you took gender identity and sexuality aside and you just got to know the individual. And then, after knowing the, like having like a couple hours long conversation with them, finding out what what they were, how would you take it? You see, I'm simultaneously thinking of sort of um, 
is it Love is Blind? Yeah, I, the, I get the that. The dating line, yeah. show that, um, was it, I think it was Netflix that did it. That, uh, but you can still tell, you can still like tell you don't see. if they're femme or mask, though. Oh, can you? I, I never actually watched it. I just like knew what the concept of it was. They're um, all straight. Mm. <laughs> but here's the yeah. question, though, because like, I'm not sure I would use the term secret gaze sort of thing, but like, I'm curious. Like, I would be curious to see that. But mm. you, are you not essentially just describing a specifically targeted dating app at demisexuals? I and it's just like, this is not a bad either, thing at all. Oh, no. Like, this is not absolutely all. not a bad mm. thing. I'm just like, I'm curious how much traction that would get. I think there are more demis. In fact, I know there are a lot of demis out there. I think so. And I think yeah. most of them fall under the bisexual umbrella slash bi, ace, pan kind of umbrella. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because uh, because none of that, frankly, really matters. It's more about mm. the individual. And I think I just, I, and like as, as a bi person myself who is, I'm, and like I'm, very sexual i'm not gonna say i'm not I'd like to, to the masculine or the feminine either will do i'd, I'd take both if i could <laughs> but i'm and not poly um... <laughs> i wish i wish no <laughs> but it'd be really just from a, from an app development perspective it'd be very interesting to see like how mm. many people if you if you could emotionally connect with someone before you that the opposite of dating apps where you have to emotionally connect with someone before you can see what they look like or see mm. what gender they are. That would be fascinating. Because there has been a couple of apps that do that whole thing of like the person, what was it? Like you showed that you like someone there's like 24 hours or something for them to respond. Or there's a couple of mm. the ones for the straight community Bumble. that I know yeah. of where it's just like the woman has to talk first, etc. Um, Bumble's mm. like that. Bumble, the woman talks first. And if they don't talk within 24 hours, then it expires and you have to pay a premium to be able to talk to them. It's a ball oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's good though. So the, the just so you know, the um the person who created Bumble was one of the originators of Tinder. Oh so she really? basically started Tinder and then didn't like where Tinder went, as far as I'm aware. Oh okay. so she went she left Tinder with all her monies. And made Bumble, mm. which frankly and has a lot less cocks in it, <laughs> and has made a lot more money. <laughs> so it was, it's not a terrible <laughs> idea. Uh, I, I'll say no, just because I asked Chris before, and I'll say from 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 a, a by point of view, uh, my my apps of choice were her, Bumble, and Hinge, um, mm. and I guess my my favorite was probably Hinge. Because um, right, okay, you had to think about it. But you, you had to populate a proper profile. You couldn't just blag it with a couple of pictures and calling it a day. Um, you have mm. to really think about it, and you have a lot of fit people on there. Hinge was the one the <laughs> okay. way you had like it would give you like starter questions type of thing, wasn't it? Where you had to like think about the answers to it, etc. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I did remember using that one for a while. That was quite enjoyable. And they've got voice sets and everything now. <laughs> I'll help you okay, set yeah, up if you want. 
Yeah. Have you ever had someone else set set up your profile? I mean, what well, you have set up my my um, grinder profile before? I have done. Yes. Did it help? Certain activities. Did, did it yeah. help? I mean, we had a good night. <laughs> Louise is giving us this look right now like you dirty fuckers <laughs> I'm not I'm just like oh, uh, I don't know I, I, to be honest I've set up many a profile for a hopeless friend in need I'm not going to lie <laughs> has that worked? for them yes Because let's be honest we all have that friend Okay. <laughs> let's just say I work in a world full of nerds so the feminine touch helps Fair that's enough. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm going to uh, bring us back slightly and, and uh, just like jump backwards a little bit to about like how people use these apps. Because I oh, put yeah. a thing out on our social media over on Mastodon, which if anyone wants to join Ooh. us is where, Chris? <laughs> it's at CBNJ at Wolf.group. Indeed. Uh, so I put out the question, when it comes to dating apps like Grindr, Bumble, Hinge, Scruff, etc., do you, bracket, select all that apply and give us any other answers in the comments? Uh, 10% said that they use them to find dates. Uh, 55% of people that, an- yep, yeah, 55% of people that answered said that they use it to find hookups. Uh, 34% of users said that's uh, of answers said that they use them to check if their gaydar was right, <laughs> <laughs> and 31% said that none of the above. <laughs> Wait, what were the op- huh? Sorry, I was gonna say, what were the options again? So it's like, so they were dating, so finding dates, hooking up, yeah. checking your gaydar, or none of the above. <laughs> I want to know because I know I've definitely been in a straight bar before and gone. Is he? I mm, I yeah, wonder. Yeah, I need yeah. to check. Yeah. I've definitely done that. <laughs> Although um, our favourite Mutt Banjo also turned around turned around to us on the comments and went, um, "I legit- legitimately log into Grinder when I hit the village. I'm presuming either Manchester or London. Uh, when I hit the village hmm. to see who's in town." I must admit, yeah, I've done that as yeah. well. <laughs> but um, that's one thing I don't understand about the the gay scene as such. Like where you have, it's it's almost like an insurance policy, isn't it? With Grinder, it's just like you're gonna go out, mm-hmm. but you can if you're on Grinder, you guarantee that you're gonna get a lay. So then, whatever happens in the <laughs> night, it doesn't matter. You've already got someone on lockdown just in case. No, I you definitely don't guarantee it. It definitely doesn't guarantee it. But it, it adds a safety net, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't that's mind primarily what you're using who it or for, what you no? get. <laughs> no, that, that's, that, 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 again, is partly why I don't like using Grindr. Is, mm. is that the dates fall through so often. <laughs> really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Whereas you know, I chat on recon for two weeks. I'm like, yeah, okay, you're not now committed to to you know meeting up. Wow. I'm not sure I go that far, but yeah. <laughs> See on that on that note, like, how long is acceptable to be talking to somebody before you should expect to see them 
on a dating app. Maybe it's a two-part question. One part hookup, one part date. But you can answer it either entirety in its entirety or individually. Simon, you can go first. I don't know. Because I have a handful of people that I've been talking to, not necessarily on the app, so they'll move to like WhatsApp or something. But we've been talking like literally in some cases like seven, eight years. And just the stars have yeah. not aligned for us to actually meet up. Like things have been planned several times and had to be cancelled at the last minute and the stars just haven't aligned for us to meet up. Yeah, that is entirely possible with what we do is... Because if you're looking for something very specific, they can live like really, really far away, mm. and it's difficult to find the time to actually meet. Um, yeah, people travel very far to look for that very particular experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is when the question comes to: Is it friendship or more? I, I, I guess. And again, this is. The whole point going round circle again. It's like, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a hookup? Are you looking for a friendship? Are you looking for a relationship? Because if you're looking yeah. for a friendship, you can talk for years. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. You talk forever. That's that's great. You find someone that you connect with, that you can find either one thing or multiple things in common with. That you just, oh, that's the person I can talk to about that one thing that I love, and they're going to get it. How awesome is that? And then you have somebody that, um you know that you want to hook up with um and you're looking for a specific experience mm. and then you might well want to wait out for it because you just know that they're into that thing that I really want to try and I won't get that anywhere else because I've been trying to I'm I'm trying to find other people that would want to do it and I can't and yeah. they they tick all my boxes in every other way and and like I'll wait for it or whatever so I need to maintain some sort of dialogue to make sure that once we eventually the cross the paths will cross will be there and that the relationship will exist um but then for a relationship point of view which i think is where i have always looked from from a dating app Mm. for me it's like if we're talking for longer than two days and you don't organize an a date you can get fucked (laughs) really i am bored because and this is where i have issues particularly with women where I have talked for three weeks plus Mm. like every single day essay messages about so they know literally everything about me I know literally everything about them and I'm like when are we meeting when are we gonna go for that coffee when are we gonna (laughs) when when you know like lovely like not like when are we gonna get fucked up and fuck (laughs) like we're not asking for that shit Lesbians don't work that way nine times out of ten. <laughs> well, you just want the U-Haul after two days. <laughs> yeah, legit. Legit, that's what I was looking for, and nobody would book that U-Haul for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's it. So for me, it's just like for, 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 for a date, for a something that's between a hookup and forever, that bit in the middle, mm. I think two to three so days is the limit. Then. You're saying, like, when you're talking with women, this is the case. Mm-hmm. Is there a big difference between talking with women on these apps and talking with men on these apps? 100%. Massive. Anything in particular? Mm. Apart um, from the obvious? Well, no, no. Like, um, 
the differences are I have better in-depth conversations generally with women because I'm a woman. Mm. So we generally tend to connect quite quickly um, on a deeper level. However, that will tend to drag. And in my personal experience, it's never ended, resulted in a meeting. Like, I have right. never been on a date with a woman from a dating app, ever. Oh, wow. I will okay. say there's this one woman who I still see as the one that got away, who I think is the love of my life. But she lived in Preston. Let's <laughs> 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 give you context. I live about over 100 miles from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I drew breath, because it's just like, yeah, I've done long distance. That's rough. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we made it yeah. work. We made it work. So <laughs> yeah. But did you start that? Did you start long distance from day one? Yeah. We, did. we did four years yeah, long distance. All right. Well, you're you're stronger <laughs> than me and Dream Girl from her. <laughs> we did four years long distance, and two of those were COVID years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. There was a year that we didn't see each other in person. That's hardcore. <laughs> but yeah, but yes, so with women, it tends to be longer anyway from my experience. Um, well, my experience is I've never bloody met a woman on a dating app, but I meet them plenty on the clubs in Manchester. Um, oh, that was a long time okay. ago now. Um, and uh, with, with men, they're desperate to meet you as soon as possible, which is great because then you can vet them quite quickly. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's it. Would not be the first time that I like I've gone and said to a guys because sometimes it's just like you just get that little slight feeling that's like this could be alright or this could be sketchy. I'm not a hundred percent sure, and you get there and mm. you immediately turn around. Yeah. And come, like while we're on this, can we just talk a quick etiquette thing and just go like you know, please don't lie. Like, there are so many things like this can apply to cock size, height, etc. But photos, Jesus fucking Christ, the photos. But please don't lie. Oh, God. So, what what do you see is like a something that's a consistent lie? Or, like, have you been catfished? Yes. Yes, and, definitely. And how? And how? Nope. Like, no, old no, photos. No. Old, old ah. photos. Like yeah, someone using yeah. a photo that is clearly like eight to ten years out of date. Mm. And it's just like, mm, buddy, like you're a good looking guy, but the fact that this started with dishonesty has just completely killed any mojo that I had. I'm, I'm the kind of person who, who doesn't have photos that are older than a year on his profile. And I'm yeah. usually it's less than six months. It has to be a particularly I, good photo to last a year. Yeah, and I don't use filters either. As a mm. woman, that's something that's... And, and, and with, with women, like on apps, I I cannot... I, I, I don't think I've ever seen another female profile which has not been covered in filters, which is, I think it's an age thing again. <laughs> I'm not See, even like... like I, I, think, I think it's a generational thing, for sure. I'm always hesitant when people say no filters because I look at this from someone who does photography 
and like all of my photos mm. that I take, I color correct. I I vignette. I sort of like I am a photographer. It's what I do, sort of thing. So it's just like, I at what point that. are we crossing into? <laughs> no, no. But this is the thing. At what point are we crossing into filter territory? Because you know, color correction is yeah, not necessarily yeah. filtered. Altering the contrast so that the things actually show the way they were meant to isn't necessarily filter sort of thing. But I think the question is, why are you doing it? If it's to be like artsy or make make an image look a bit more interesting, then fair enough. But if it's to artificially make yourself look more slim or tall, more oh no no no, I don't fuck about photo. And that's the thing. I is. don't fuck about with Photoshop. Yeah, but that's mm. that's the point. It's what's the purpose of it, and I think mm. that's the takeaway. I mean, you've seen my Instagram. My Instagram is just full of sort of all sorts of weird and wonderful edits. So (laughs) (laughs) it's all lies. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) So while we're on this, then what? what, Like, let's say we let's wrap this up a little, and let's say. Let's let's have sort of three of each. Three absolutely yes, you should absolutely do this on the apps, and three don't ever freaking do this. Like let's sort of like Chris, do you want to start? We'll start with don't do, don't do, because mm. that's easier, surely. So go ahead, Chris, go ahead. Oh, don't. Um... Well, if someone is ignoring you, don't don't you know message and like <laughs> don't don't keep harassing people. <laughs> but we would have never met. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, you responded to my first message within like five minutes. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I still have the, I still have the memo somewhere. No. So if someone ignores you, don't continue to message them. Like may- maybe maybe once or twice, but not ten times. <laughs> Has that happened to you? Yes. <laughs> You're too beautiful. So what would you put as number two, Louise? Don't lie about your height. <laughs> oh, okay. is that a big thing for you? It's... It's a nightmare. And you know what pisses me off more is people says short girls shouldn't care about how tall they are. Because guess what? I don't care. But you know what? It matters what shoes I wear to the date. So if you tell me you're 5'10 and I'm I'm 5'3 and I'm wearing, you know, four inch heels and I see you on the date and I'm taller than you, you're not 5'10. You're not bloody close. I never ruined my outfit. <laughs> this sounds like a very this sounds like a very specific example. Wow. <laughs> no, 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 this is specific, but it's happened multiple times. And it really <laughs> more times than you'd like to think. In fact, I'd say more than half of my dates I've been catfished on height. No, that's, that's fair. mine. I think mine would be more of a like I guess, I don't know if you call it like behavior or etiquette. Like, like don't go along with something just because someone's in, like encouraging it or pushing you towards it. Like, if you're not happy with it, say no. Like, you always have that thing. And, it's, and this is me being a bit of a broken record on this podcast, but it's like you always have the right to withdraw consent. You know? Of course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I might go for a very obvious second one. Go on. Because mine's a little bit too obvious. Go on. Yeah, don't do the whole, like, no A, no B, no C thing. Yes. Louise is looking quite confused, so, like, are we going to elaborate just as a one-off? Yeah. Yeah, don't say on your profile, like, no femmes, no Asians, no blacks. No. That that kind of that kind of shitty thing. Don't do it. Yeah. I've I I know that because that's the that's the that's the triple threat. Them thick and Asian. Them thick and Asian. Have you not seen from <laughs> say, Drag, no. Drag Race? Kim Chi. She just oh, if you're into yeah, Drag now Race. Now I know what you're saying. Kim Chi yeah. is my all time favorite contestant on that show. She is femme thick and Asian, and I love her. Him, Fair enough. Them. Um, but yes, that's, so let's, I so I so I understand, yeah. but I didn't use use different letters. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's go the other way around. Start with you, uh, Louise. Like, let's uh, let's do what you absolutely should do on these apps. We As should in, if do on, on your these profiles, etc. Oh. <sighs> See, my my immediate reaction is. Be yourself, which sounds really lame, but it's like, but I, I, I don't just mean just be yourself. But I mean something that's dorky about you, something that's fun about you, like whatever you're into. Mm. I think, mm-hmm. like again, and I'm talking about the context of dating or looking for a relationship, not about a hookup or anything else. Although a hookup as well, because if you're looking for something specific, be very clear about what you're looking for. I think. Yeah. But from a dating perspective, if you're super into RPGs and you love Final Fantasy, put it on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm talking about myself here. <laughs> or if you're like super into music and there's a particular band you love and you're really into indie stuff and you love playing guitar or whatever your passion is, be as nerdy as you want to be about it and make yeah. that clear because yep. you know what? You're going to alienate a bunch of people that you would never have been interested in in any way and you're going to mm-hmm. find the people that you really connect with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you've kind of stolen mine there. <laughs> no, I think I think you're right. So I, I, I hate those profiles that are just like, oh, I never know what to put on these these profiles. So just, just ask me questions. I, no, just come on. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, why am I asking you questions when the app is asking you the same fucking question? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was like, go on then, since I've stolen yours, go on, Simon, what what was yours? I was going to say, like, be upfront about interest, or or more to the point, like, give something that's an opener sort of thing. So like get like a yeah. conversation starter. So on mine, like it, like it says like I'm podcast host, etc. But one of one of my first lines on there is, um, I'm looking for the Wiccan to my Hulkling, or maybe just my Loki for the night. And you know the number of people that have been able to start conversations off that because they can latch on to certain parts <laughs> of it, and sort of they actually like can have a bit of humor with it. Like that to me is like absolutely do something like that because when I read a profile and they're like, oh, you know. Really into really into games, really into whatever. I'm like, okay, I have some common ground I can start talking to this person with. I think that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, for me, if you are poly, then you know, obviously, just actually write down your relationship status and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. 
Or at least mention that you're poly you know, so that well, that conversation can happen. Yeah. Okay, but but so to sell your profile, to sell yourself to the world, to find somebody that's going to connect with you, like how you want to connect with somebody. Chris, what is your item? <laughs> uh, give me a minute. <laughs> Come on, we've talked. Come on, you've had time. <laughs> <laughs> I have been I have been listening to you guys and I have been trying to respond to answers as well. Um I mean I like what you've got on your recon profile. Although I'm wondering if you remember what that actually says now. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I, I'd like to know what Oh I would, yeah. yeah. I, I would for from a King's perspective, like let's you know, I, I have got on my profile like stuff that I might like to do to other guys or stuff that i would like done to me mm. and that that kind of thing and you know these are these are conversation starters and you know they're not limited to you know like yeah i'm not only into these stuff but mm. you know here is something to start with so yeah that's that's kind of what i've done with mine so so what's your yeah but what's your green flag? So your green flag would be somebody who's transparent about what kinks they're into. Some yeah, some some people who kind of have some idea of what they're into. Yeah. But what if you yeah, don't know? But... What if you're like, oh I'm just I'm new to this? <laughs> you have you have seen porn? Do you know what you fantasize about? You know what porn you like. What? Know, you you so know what scared. kind of stuff you would for. be, be up for trying. Oh. <laughs> and to be fair, I will I will say, like in Chris's defense here and a few people's defense, not everybody wants to have that responsibility with the first time sub. Not everyone yeah. is mm-hmm. equipped to have that, you know. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like oh, that's yeah. not your not your, your not... dig. That's perfectly fine too. You would rather play with someone experienced. I completely get that. Ah, I'm sorry. This kind of annoys me as somebody whose best friend has recently come out as a lesbian in the last two years who has not actually slept with a woman. Mm. And their struggle is it's just like, so she's a baby, a baby gay who's realized who she is late in life. Mm -hmm. And everyone on the dating apps are like super like, you're like, I don't want to be your first time. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, well, you got to start from somewhere. And some of us don't realize who we are until later. Like, not everyone is blessed to be born knowing they're not straight. <laughs> and be raised and by I someone who's not that. straight. And I understand that. I'm going to say that, who, like, who absolutely. Who's exposed to the community from day one. And, like, some people, sorry. Sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm rasping a little bit. But it's true because it really irritates me that um, just you know, it, it doesn't make you any less queer to discover that you happen to be queer, whether you're in your in your teens, twenties, or thirties. What does it matter? What and yeah, you might not be super experienced, but you're up for learning everything and anything. And sure, I, I, mm-hmm. it just annoys yeah. me. <laughs> I don't know what you think about that. Oh no, and I I completely agree with that. And like, I mean. Chris, we've got friends that didn't work it out until they were in the 30s. Like, we, we've, like, mm-hmm. lived through that with people sort of thing. What I'm referring to is specifically kink. Because with kink, yes. it, it can be it can be a situation where you are so used to having 
done it with practice and done it with a certain amount of sort of mutual experience and understanding that there are some things that you can and I'm going to make sure I'm clear that I'm not including consent in what I'm about to say. There are some things that you can accept out of the conversation because you understand that these are part of the, the kink type of thing, that you wouldn't necessarily do that with someone who is new to the kink. But you may not feel prepared to be able to make that guidance. Does that make sense? Okay. That said, we did all start somewhere, you know? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, um, I yeah, I most mostly frequent like fetish apps, and yeah, if you're on a fetish app, you know you are into some kinks. You know, you mm-hmm. wouldn't you wouldn't be on a fet- fetish app otherwise. Yeah. So, I- so yeah, I expect I expect you know there to be some kind of indication of. Okay, why why are you here? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, just really lonely. <laughs> I mean, there's there's been situations where it's just like there's been some guys that I've helped explore a kink that they're like not that familiar with, for example. Absolutely. Um, so, like doing like, for example, degradation play, like trying to start at a point that works for them, etc. But like that's mm-hmm. because that's a situation that like I'll have sat down and talked with them first and sort of got an idea of where they're at and sort of. I don't mind helping someone explore some kinks, but then there's other kinks. So, for example, um, spanking and flogging, etc., that I wouldn't feel comfortable doing with someone that's new to it because I'm used to playing with experienced subs. And I know what I'm working with with experienced subs that I've played with a few times. With someone that's new, I wouldn't feel as confident in my abilities of being able to teach them. Yeah, because... Um... Yeah, there there are difference in experience levels when mm-hmm. it comes to kink. Like it's it's yeah. I don't know. I think I think it. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's part of mine. Is just like the less the less experience they have, it's almost like a turn on in a way because you're showing them your educate as and again as a yeah, sub. But, like but I'm like as... I I like push them to like people I've been with. I've like pushed them to be more like aggressive or more. Dom, because it's not in. Maybe mm. it's not inherently who they are, or maybe they don't realise that's who they are. But then, the, when they're with someone who's a pure sub who wants that, and you're telling no. them what you're lo- what you're looking for, um, eventually they 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 realise and and they play up to it, and then they end up enjoying it. And it's like seeing the transition. I get quite a lot out of that. I don't know. No, I see that. Yeah, I see that. Um... Yeah, as Kingsters, we're kind of always learning, is what, what, mm. what I always say. But yeah, I think uh, that's that's maybe where we leave it. Because I mean, we, we can, I think we can definitely like talk a lot more on this sort of this conversation and the whole kind of things of like, I think the whole kind of like finding your sexuality later in life may be something that we get you back on the show to talk about at some point, Lou. Yeah. Um, but like in terms of like the dating apps, yeah, we've kind of given sort of three golden rules in either direction, you know? Um, so, sure. yeah. Yeah, so th- what what is it? So on dating apps, it's be yourself. Don't lie about what you're into, yep. about how tall you are. <laughs> <laughs> just don't lie. Just, you know, just, just don't oh, lie. Just, uh, just, 
just don't like it. There's no point in doing it. You can use filters. No, don't use filters unless they're artsy. <laughs> and just, you know what, have but, a good time out there because it is fun. Apps aren't that bad. It's a good time. You're probably safer than being in a club anyway. And mix and match, do the two. Like, I'm going to add one golden it, rule. Go on. If you're meeting up with someone, tell someone. Yeah. Like if you're meeting someone off, off the apps, make sure that someone else knows where you're going and what time you're going to check in. Because this is a thing I've that I've done, done multiple times, time, and I've but... also used it to, to like get out of a situation and go, "Look, I need to go because I need to go and ring my friend." Because otherwise, they're yeah. going to come come here. Yeah, for sure. Do it. Do that. So I'm going to add that as like the the close out. Make sure that if you are meeting someone off the app, like tell someone where you're going. I think even even without apps as well, I think that's a, an important point. To just... Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think it just goes doubly so with the apps. Yeah. But for now, that has been talking about dating apps, which has been an interesting. Uh, it's been interesting to get the other side of it. <laughs> oh yes. Yes, we have we have very different um, uses of these apps. Let's say, mm. all I three think of the uses and also just experiences. To be fair, but I think I think we're we're all recreational users and we all enjoy them. And there's always something out there for everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed, if, and if Sometimes there isn't, more someone than you will make it. For. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone needs to Someone's make a going to listen to this app. show and make the demisexual. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you very much for joining us, Lou. It has been an absolute pleasure, and hopefully, thank we'll you. get you back on the show soon. 100%. Anytime. I've had an amazing time. Thank you. <laughs> for now, Chris, should we head into the five minute Marvel? Because there are trailers, there are trailers yeah. everywhere. Let's do that. There are trailers and there are news. <laughs> so, this is going to go out on the day it comes out. But yes. Should we talk about the whole Guardians of the Galaxy situation on trailers? Okay, sure. What, what What's the situation? So, I am trying to be very careful what I watch trailer-wise. Mm-hmm. Because Marvel have got into this habit... And to be fair, a lot of movies have got into this habit. Yeah. It's not just a Marvel issue. No. Of releasing trailers that give far too much about the plot away. The, yeah. Now, too often most... it basically gives the entire story away. Exactly. And I feel like I already know too much. Now, part of that is because I'm familiar with a little bit of MCU background, but I feel like I know too much. Mm. Now, most companies... Do the trailer that I'm particularly annoyed about after opening weekend. So you have chance to go and see it before you get spoiled. Okay? Okay. Why is Marvel releasing the critics trailer about a week, two weeks before it hit the theatres? Oh. Right. Because they've been they've released the critics trailer is like, oh, such and such said this and everything else that has snippets of main plot points. Oh, I see. That's what you're annoyed about. Yeah, okay. and I'm like, why are we doing this? Because you're just sabotaging your own story, for one. No, I don't know. It's, well, because the, the MCU has hit such a low with Ant-Man, I'm guessing. 
I'm guessing that's what it is. I yeah. think Ant Man's being treated very unfairly. I, I think so. I agree. Um, I, I've, I've I said also, so. I also think that Marvel are panicking a little. Yeah. Because everything, I, and I'm going to be very careful what I say, and the reason I'm going to say that is because it's still an ongoing legal situation. But the whole Jonathan Majors situation is ongoing, True. and they are trying to dodge bad press. It's very clear they are trying to dodge bad press because they've gone very quiet. Very, very quiet. I mean, yeah, and it's I also... feel like they've accelerated marketing to try and spin the news cycle forward a little. It's also they can't really do anything while well, it's still really ongoing. They, they can't really make any sort of yeah. comments, etc. Exactly. And it's just like, it just feels weird that they've released that. Like, I understand accelerate the marketing, but there are other cuts you could have taken. Yeah. This is Hollywood. They don't just do the trailer cuts they end up releasing. They have so many that will have hit the floor beforehand. Was, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, they could have just released... They could have... And other companies have done this in the past, and I'm sure Marvel's done it once before. You, you could have released the first three, four minutes of the movie as a teaser and generated the media hype. Mm. It just strikes me so weird that they've put the critics trailer out already. And I'm like, I'm, I've hit that point where it's just like, I, the moment I realised it was a critics trailer, I turned it off, and I'm avoiding anything to do with it. Fair enough. As a general rule, like, if it's within one month of the movie coming out, I don't watch any of the new trailers that they release. That's fair. You see, I'll also say one of the reasons I'm being so pers- like persnickety about this one is because it, this one has kind of crept up on me. Mm. Because I quite enjoyed Ant-Man, and then I forgot that Guardians was coming so soon. Yeah. <laughs> and because of various things going on with how busy I've been and everything else, and like I've had a few health issues, etc., I haven't been in the normal media cycle. So I forgot it was coming. Yes, actually. So it's kind of nice to me to be going in blank slate. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, I. How long have we stuck? Um, but yeah, I think I think I think Marvel has actually removed, uh, removed, released the Guardians like the first trailers pretty early on. In you know, in comparison to to Ant Man, which were pretty yeah, you know. But again, I think this is all part of their... Ex- they've accelerated their timeline. Because <clears throat> you've got the rough press off Ant-Man, you've got the whole legal situation going off. Yeah. But I think Marvel is definitely more confident with this movie than Quantumania. Because they released the I th- trailer early. I think so. I think there's also that element of this is a brand that usually does well. Yeah. My worry is they're going to have third act syndrome. But we will find out later today when we go and see it. Excelsior! But that was the five-minute Marvel. Which leaves us with the last section of the show, Chris. The joystick, is it? Indeed. What's on my joystick? I I have gone back to playing um, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, okay. Um, How is that? Like, I keep... Toying with the idea, and it feels like a chore. 
it's it's quite quite enjoyable to go back to to be to be completely fair. Um, yeah. How long are you playing it for? Hmm? How long are you playing it for on average? About an hour or so a day. Okay. Just a remind. I just uh, yeah. Um, I just. It just reminded me that I need to go hunting for meteors tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so I'm wondering if it's so when Animal Crossing came out, it was pandemic. Mm. So everyone kind of put a lot of work in getting their island and everything together and kind of I feel like that may have accelerated the lifespan on that game. Yeah. However, yeah. it's it's a game that was meant to be short form, right? It's a game that's meant to be, you know, you jump in and out, like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm wondering if maybe, if I look at it that way, maybe I could get back into it. And there are definitely some, like, quality of life improvements that they have put in to make mm. you spend less time than you oh, okay. would before. Interesting. Like, they now have a weeding surface... That you can just okay. just pay pay uh, leave if you well I, I don't know how many bells but yeah and the next day you go back to the island you will get all the weed on your island for example oh I don't know if I like that though because I had an area that I deliberately let wild oh well then <laughs> <laughs> although I suppose I could regrow it that wouldn't be the biggest problem I don't know maybe I'll have to go back I I will also say like I. Did get curious about the DLC. Mm. That one and I still I'm not haven't tried that yet. I still haven't got. Mm-hmm. I might look back into that. Mm. I've been enjoying my Switch again recently, which is such a good fun. So, hmm, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Apart from that, um, apart from that, not that much. Yeah. I played an odd chapter of It Takes Two with my brother um, the other day, but other than that, yeah, mostly Animal Crossing. Fair enough. So, what's on your joysticks? Not that much this week. All right. Um, so, I upgraded my PC. Yeah. Which has been an adventure. It had no <laughs> operating system for three days. Everything I thought I knew about building a PC, it turns out, is outdated. It was an experience. And not one I'm eager to repeat very soon, and hopefully I won't need to. Um, mm, I have, no. however, had chance to play a little bit of gaming on here, which is remarkable because currently I have no graphics card. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, I've turned. It turns out that my uh, CPU has an integrated graphics chip. I mean, most I thought do, I was going right? to have to stick with my old. No, I thought that. No. <laughs> Like I said, everything I thought I knew. Um, but uh, it turns out it's just powerful enough that I can run like a couple of the lower-end games like Dwarf Romantic, etc. Okay, yeah. I'm not about to run things like City Skylines, etc. through it, even though literally oh, no. I'm looking at the icon right now. Oh, it's installed. No. City Skylines is like so poorly optimized, I'm, I'm afraid. Exactly. So it's just like I'm waiting for the graphics you know, card. It's a game that is that old. It is. I th- my understanding is there's been some things done to improve it over time, 
But yeah, I I think it is also just going to be one of those where you fall a bit of a victim to it. Yeah. In theory, though, I should be able to uh, make this run. Um, for the tech geeks out there, I think I'm running a seven. Wait, is it an AMD seven seven hundred uh, with thirty two gig of RAM, and the graphics card is to be decided. It's okay. a decent little system, but yeah. Not much, just Dorf Romantic. And weirdly, playing it on the PC made me want to play it more on the Switch. Really? Yeah. But just from that perspective, it was just like, my PC is on a standing desk, etc. My Switch, I can curl up in a ball and just play it at night type of thing. Yeah, okay. That, that makes know? more sense. I, I was like, I, I feel like it's a game that plays better on a PC. Oh no, I agree it is a game that plays better on the PC. But at night when I'm starting to wind down, mm-hmm. it's and I, I think I said this when I first reviewed it, it is very definitely one of those wind down games, no, I'm with but you. you have to be careful because it's also one of those just one more go games. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fortunately enough, like there is a game over system. Yeah, that doesn't work for me. My ADHD <laughs> won't, happy, won't be happy with that. Because <laughs> my ADHD just goes, I want more dopamine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been playing because it's just like anyone who has upgraded a PC regularly will go, oh, it doesn't take that long. Anyone who's been out of the game for a while would look at it and go, oh shit, do I still know what I'm doing? And I was very much in the latter camp. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I think that's the show for this week, Chris. Yay! Okay, we made it. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> So if people want to find us on socials, where can they find us, You Chris? can find us on socials, including uh, Mastodon, at tbnjpodcast at wolf.group. Yep. And you will find all our links at lnk.at forward slash tbnjpodcast. Exactly. Limo November Kilo, because Chris speaks fast and sometimes you're not sure which letters they are. <laughs> LNK. <laughs> like, link without an I. Indeed. But for now... I have been Sai. I've been Chris. And this has been the Teabags and Joysticks podcast. Thank you very much to Louise for joining us. Yep. And um, thank you very much to you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. This episode of the Teabags and Joysticks podcast was edited by TB and J Sai. With special thanks to our guest Louise. The music is Quarter Conundrum by DOAK, and the soundboard consists of royalty-free audio. Thank you for listening.